This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25 because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25 because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Girl Meets Podcast. Hey, guys. Today with us, we have Carmen from at the Girly Girl Podcast, and we're super excited because this is our first collaboration ever. And um, yeah, we're really excited to see how it goes. Carmen, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'm super excited so, as they said, I'm Carmen, and I have a podcast called The Girly Girl Podcast, and you can follow me on Instagram at, at The Girly Girl Podcast, and pretty much you can find me on multiple podcasting platforms mm-hmm. like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, and my podcast is pretty much just teen advice, some tips, a lot of personal experience related relating to things. I talk about, like, boy advice, help with stress, anxiety. So yeah, you should definitely check it out if you're interested. And I'm just super excited to be on here with everybody and talk with you guys. Yeah, Yeah, us too. Yeah, we Um, really like Carmen's podcast because it's like very similar to ours. And we can definitely relate both being teenagers. Mm -hmm. So we really love that. And we love that we're able to promote her and help her. And you guys will definitely love her podcast if you like ours. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I'll think we definitely do. So yeah. (laughs) Um, today our topic is talking about what it's like to lose a best friend or a very close friend. Yeah. Um, and I think that all three of us have definitely gone through this before Mm -hmm. and I'm sure lots of you guys have. Um, and it's something that's super, super hard to go through. And I honestly feel like it's more, um, difficult than it is going through a breakup. Like, in my opinion, because I I, I totally agree. Yeah. 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 So um, I think we wanted to touch on this just because um, some of you, like, might not have ever even had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So, um, you know, this might be more relatable. Yeah. For you guys. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like everyone kind of goes through it, whether they're, like, eight years old or like 16 or whatever age, you know, like Mm -hmm. in your twenties, whatever age, I feel like you go through it throughout your entire life. You know, like you could have an elementary school best friend and they could move away. Like I remember that happened to me and I know that happened to you too. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely like a, it literally happens like at any point in your life. So Mm -hmm. it's a definitely a really relevant topic to Mm -hmm. talk about. Yeah. Uh, when when did you go through this, Carmen? So this actually happened to me last year with 
my best friend. And pretty much, like, the summer before, so it was sophomore year, the summer before, we hung out, like, every day. We spent every day, all day together. She pretty much lived at my house, you know, like, just best friend things, whatever. (laughs) But then at the start of sophomore year, we just started to kind of fall apart. Mm -hmm. We were getting on each other's nerves. We weren't really hanging out that much. And we had a little small friend group, you know, and, Mm -hmm. like, us arguing pretty much split the friend group in half. Mm -hmm. So it was yeah. really sad, and it was kind of awkward, too, because, like, I felt, it felt like kind of like a divorce, you know, like in a family. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, oh, my God, literally <laughs> so relatable. And the and other friends are the kids or yeah. something. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't talk to them, or they couldn't talk to me, or they would yeah. see me in school and be like, oh, I can't talk to her because I'm friends with her, the yeah. other one, whatever, you know? And it was yeah. just, like, really isolating, mm-hmm. and it's super strange because it's like you're not being able to be with your friends or, like, your best friend and you can't talk to anyone about it especially if it's like you're losing your best friend like who do you talk to then yes yeah I 100% can relate to that like Mm -hmm. this happened to me uh last year uh maybe like eight eight months ago ish it was it was in March of last year oh okay um and it wasn't necessarily like a falling out uh she like did something really bad and that just like really really like hit home and really hurt my feelings so it was kind of like one of those things where it was kind of like I thought I knew her but I didn't kind of thing um which kind of made it like even sadder because I feel like I've fallen out with people and that's more of like I get it you know what I mean and I understand why we fell out but at the same time like this time when she did that thing that like hurt me so much, I was like, I just don't understand why this is happening kind of thing. So it was a lot harder to go through than like a falling out that I had experienced before. I never really experienced something like this before. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely different. And then, like you said, feeling like really isolated, like Audrey and I were still friends at the time. So I was like being able to spend more time with Audrey and stuff. Yeah. And so that was really nice. Yeah. But then, like, I was like, if I didn't have Audrey, I was like, I don't even know what I would do because I just lost my very best friend. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have her, I don't know where I would be and, like, how I would cope. Yeah. I honestly think that what happened um, with her and her old friend, like, I don't want to say, like, it was the reason Emma and I got closer again, Mm -hmm. but it honestly was a factor because – Mm-hmm. Um, Emma and I had this weird couple months where we weren't really talking. We weren't really yeah. close. There was just this weird like vibe between us mm-hmm. and nothing really happened. It was just no. like, we were kind of drifting away from each other. And then when that happened, I was like there for her right away because mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't I be? Cause I yeah. love Emma so much. And yeah. it just made me so like sad to see her so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, really soon after that we started this podcast yeah and that was a big turning point in our friendship yeah so like sometimes these bad things will happen for a good reason yes like I felt like when it happened like so when Audrey and I had our like little drifting apart season in our friendship (laughs) um it was like the beginning of March we started getting really close again and I was still friends with my other friend and Mm -hmm. then like in the middle of March my friend did that to me and it was almost like the universe was like okay you're gonna need your support system back before (laughs) this thing happens to you so it was kind of like like good can come out of bad kind of thing um 
and obviously like now I realize that like she wasn't a good friend and that like it wasn't worth it you know yeah so how were things after um you ended up losing your best friend Carmen well like you guys were saying just between you two there wasn't like a big thing that like happened to like Mm -hmm. separate us there wasn't like a big event or whatever it was just like we were just kind of drifting apart like as you guys were saying and we didn't really talk for a few months and we both because we talked about this like over the summer like what happened like why aren't we friends why aren't we talking I love her and she's great but like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't talk to her because I was like so full of myself I was like oh if she's not going to talk to me then I'm not going to make the effort to talk to her yeah like we didn't talk to each other I don't think all pretty much all of sophomore year and I would like go out of my way to avoid her I mean I was I was being, I was mean, she was being mean too, you know, it's like just petty dumb things that like I didn't mean and she didn't mean either. Then this summer, like she texted me and she was like, hey, we need to figure things out because she was going to transfer to a different school to go to boarding school and she just wanted to like, I guess, fix things before she left. So we hung out and it literally took like, we talked for maybe 10 minutes, okay, 10 minutes and we figured out the whole thing. We were like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, what are we doing? We wasted a year and now she's like leaving and now she's out of town, you know, which is really sad Mm because she was a good friend. But also I think in some cases, like if you have like some friend breakup or whatever, it's often like much needed. And it's like, as you're saying, like the person isn't really a good friend and they don't deserve you, but, like, you two, like, you're such good friends, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even just listening from your podcast, like, you can tell how close you guys are, how, like, honest and comfortable you Mm -hmm. all are. So, like, it's, like, the breakup that you had, like, led to this friendship, which is, like, a thousand times better. Oh, totally. I know, right? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, are you friends with this person now? Are you, like, best friends? we're not, like, best friends anymore, you know, just because, like, of the falling out, but I would say we're still friends, but also since she's, like, at boarding school right now, I haven't talked to her that much just because, you know, you have to, like, make an extra effort to, like, reach out and FaceTime, and everyone's so busy, and especially Mm -hmm. at boarding schools, like, my siblings both go, and they jam-pack their schedule, they, like, barely have time to talk, Mm -hmm. and she's really into dance, so she, like, dances hours a day so like I haven't talked to her that much but it's like we don't really have beef anymore Mm -hmm. it's just like we're still friends and she's coming back in December and we're already planning on hanging out so so I would say we're like good now which is cute oh that's good that's happy yeah Yeah. um so my experience I haven't really talked about it all yet um this it kind of reminds me of what you went through there's just a little bit more to it um where she was kind of backstabbing me a little bit more. Um, When was it? It was, okay, it was like the summer going into freshman year of high school and just the beginning and honestly most of freshman year. Um, So let's see. I was best friends with her since like fifth grade. So we went all throughout middle school as best friends. And Emma was my really good friend too. And then we had another friend and we were kind of just like a friend group. Um, And I would say out of the four, like Emma and I were probably the closest. Yeah. Um, But there was still like part of me that was like, well, I've known this girl longer. So I feel like she should be like Mm -hmm. titled my best friend or whatever. Cause that was apparently important which I don't agree with that now but anyway Mm -hmm. um 
I just do. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's see. I would say the end of eighth grade is when she really started getting into fitting in, being more popular, going to parties, drinking, smoking, vaping, um, which I now looking back, I feel like I was a little bit more judgy than I should have been. And I should have like reached out more and have been like, obviously like you're doing these things and you haven't before and there must be something going on in your life. Um, which like, you know, I can't go back and change that. But as a very conservative person at that time, like I didn't really agree with any of those decisions. Um, I just kind of was like, Hmm, you know, I kind of questioned it. And, um, at first it was not that bad at all. And I was just like, okay, like she does it every once in a while. It's whatever. Um, she still hangs out with me, spends time with me when we're together. We don't do that stuff because that's like not what I want to do. Um, and then it got to the point where she was trying to like, you know, convince me that it was something that I wanted to do. She was kind of, um, uh, trying to influence me to peer like pressure? peer pressure. Yeah. She was trying to peer pressure me into, um, doing things I just didn't want to do. And that was kind of part of the breaking point where I, or, or like, I was kind of just like, Oh, like, that's not what she should be doing. If she's my best friend, yeah. she should be like respecting that. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Yeah, um, of course. yeah. And like, I always said no. And I like repeatedly said no, because she kept asking me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, then a couple months go by and she kind of stopped doing that because of how many times I just said no. Um, and then it got to the point where we would have sleepovers and she would sneak out of my house to go and like mess around with guys. One of my friends actually recently tried to do this and it oh, pissed me no. off so much. It's so yeah. annoying. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. It's like if you're coming over to my house to spend time with me, you mm -hmm. don't you don't just get to sneak out of my house and go to some random park to like meet up with some guy exactly. when you're supposed to be with me. Exactly. exactly. And that's so disrespectful to the parents too. Yeah. I know. And mm -hmm. this happened two times. One time oh, I didn't God. know. Okay. It was the most embarrassing story. I had no idea this was going on. Like earlier in that night, um, she was talking with that guy and she was like, can we hang out with him? But it was like 1130 at night and we were in eighth grade. So my parents were more like, no, it's kind of late. We <laughs> yeah. shouldn't come over. Even though it was a weekend, they were still like, no, it's like way too late. And I respected that. I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't even want to hang out with them anyway. Mm. This is, a, like, supposed to be a girl's night, you know? And then I fell asleep around 12 or 1 o'clock. And um, she actually stayed up and was talking to the guy because the guy was like, you should sneak out and come over here. Um, and I had no idea they were talking about this stuff. So she left around 1 o'clock because I heard this story later. She left around 1 and hung out with him until, like, 4 a.m. Because they had, like, literally fallen asleep together. Oh, my God. And then she snuck back at, like, 4.30 a.m. And all in eighth grade. I know. 
That's crazy. I was like, bro. It honestly shocks me, like, what people are doing. Like, eighth graders, like, looking back, like, seeing eighth graders, like, vape. Or, like, eighth yeah. graders saying they had sex. Like, it's just, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, in eighth grade, I was scared mm-hmm. to even, like, talk to a boy. Like, <laughs> True. Like, right? What is happening? I True. Know, right? I, know. I, I know. I swear, as, as the generations go on, like, the younger the people are to us, worse, like, I feel like the worse. more, yeah, the they, more they bad just, things they do. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. yeah but, I feel like every everyone says that, though. Like, even, yeah. like, I don't know my parents, I don't know if your parents say this, but they're like, oh, when I was your age, I would never curse. Like, I yeah. never said yeah. fuck, or I never, like, cursed in front of my parents. Like, that was nothing anyone did. But, like, now there's, like, kids all the time that just curse in front of their parents or in front of anyone, or, like, on podcast episodes, whatever, on, yeah. like, YouTube, like, TikTok videos. Like, yeah. no one cares, and it's not a big thing anymore. Yeah. I know. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Um. So, gosh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, she came back at, like, 5 a.m., okay? And I, like, woke up a little bit. I was, like, very out of it because it was so early, and I had gone to bed pretty late. And I just, like, kind of looked over because I heard her moving around um, and she had literally just gotten back too. And she was like on her phone. And I was like, has she been up all night mm-hmm. just on her phone? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that can't be fun. <laughs> Those were like the thoughts going through my head. And then I just fall back asleep because I was so tired. Yeah. Um, and so that was Saturday to a Sunday. And then Monday I go to school and the boy that she went and saw was walking behind me in the hallway and he was giggling he was literally giggling and uh, I turn around I was like what are you laughing at like am I like is there something on my pants or like I don't know I was like oh my god I bled through like I was scared or something you know and he was just like nothing I'll tell you later and I was like like what is there to tell me and then (laughs) And then I see him later in the hallway, and he comes up to me. He tells me everything. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I was so upset. And I literally start crying at school. It was so embarrassing. I was like, I can't believe she would do this to me. (laughs) And um, I confronted her, and I was just like, hey, like, why didn't you tell me you're doing this? Why did you put our friendship on the line like this? Because if you were caught by police – after curfew, my parents, you know, they're kind of strict. They might not let you come back and hang out with me again. Yeah. And, like, her parents are even more strict than mine. Yeah. And I think they would be like, oh, my gosh, did Audrey let her do this? Yeah. Like, did she say it was okay? Yeah. And she was like, I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, because you weren't thinking. And yeah. People do not think. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this happens again. And she told me beforehand. We were literally watching her because her parents were out of town. And she snuck out. And I I told her, I keep almost saying her name. <laughs> I was like, I was like, girl, if we're watching you, um, my parents are in charge of you for that day and for that night. And I was like, and I do not want you to sneak out because I don't want anything to happen to you. My parents would feel so bad. Mm-hmm. I would feel so bad. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, please just do not go, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And that night I could not sleep because I was, you know, waiting for her to like leave. Cause yeah. I, I was just so sure that she would. So she got up at like one again and I was like, are you for real going? And she was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And of course it was a different guy this time. It wasn't even the same one. 
And I'm like, does that tell you anything about, you know, how this is going for you? Yeah. So she leaves. I can't sleep the whole night. I'm like waiting for her to come back because I'm like, oh my God, is she going to get hit by a car? Mm -hmm. And she comes back and I was just like, oh, thank God. Because I still care about her so, so much. And she was still like a really good friend of mine. But that was like middle of freshman year. And that's kind of when I was just like, yeah, like she's not a good friend anymore. Yeah. And she's like, completely throwing our entire friendship away so she can please herself basically and I was like yeah she's so selfish and I just don't like those people um I know to be my friends um yeah so that was kind of my experience and you know mm-hmm. then Emma and I got super close because I lost her mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah, that's pretty much the whole story. It's yeah. kind of long. <laughs> that took like that's 10 awful. minutes. I know. Yeah. I feel like it's just so rude to like everyone involved just to like, if you're having a sleepover with someone, just to like leave the house, like you're putting everyone, like you're putting yourself in danger and everyone's going to be stressed out. Exactly. And like if your parents wake up early for some reason and yeah. like the girl is like coming through a window or like going through like the door and they see her they're gonna like blame you and it's gonna be your fault so your friend is like just getting you in trouble and it's like if they cared about you then they would just stay and like actually spend time with you because that's why they're here yes i agree yeah um crazy yeah all right so we have like literally three more things to talk about that's just so (laughs) long long one Um, but it's fine yeah so like how did you like learn to like cope with her like not being your friend when you guys weren't talking if I'm being honest I dealt with it so badly Mm -hmm. like I was I was not good and I would just kind of lash out and be like pretty bitchy to all my other friends yeah and like I don't know or if they were hanging out with her I would just get in like a pissy mood for the rest of the day and like would ignore them too but like I guess when I was like being better at dealing with it, I would try to, like, reach out to other people and hang out with more people from school, which I guess was good, because I was pretty much only hanging out with her. I guess while we were friends, I had kind of isolated myself just to be with her, only have sleepovers with her, only really talked to her at school. I guess a good thing that came out of it was, like, I got, I talked to more people, not necessarily, not, oh my gosh, I Mm. cannot talk, it's not (laughs) necessarily that I liked all of them but like Mm -hmm. I mean I I put myself out there more Mm -hmm. like I like honestly really didn't deal with it very well and like I would get super upset just thinking Mm -hmm. about it because because since my siblings go to boarding school like I wouldn't have anyone else really at the house so she felt like my sister so it was like I lost a sister so it was just really hard to deal with it and it made me really sad upset and at school and I just really didn't feel good for a while but I wish I could say like oh I did this well like I was fine you know but like I honestly really wasn't yeah and that's okay yeah and I think that's the reality too I mean I kind of have a similar experience I was like very 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 angry and like everything was anger and I would lash out on her I would text her like mean things and obviously, like... And she would say mean things to me about her, and i just feel like, I'm a chill. <laughs> I know, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was definitely, like, in the beginning. It was so funny. Yeah. And, to me, it was. <laughs> and 
I was like, it doesn't even matter what I'm saying because what she did, like, gives her no excuse. Like, I can be as mean as I want kind of thing. That's definitely my mindset. And, but at the same time, I was also, like, like, my nighttime anxiety was getting so bad because she would pop up in my head and that's all I would be thinking about at night. So, like, I had planned, like, a night routine. So I would, like, do, like, this word search that Audrey would give me. She gave me, like, a big book of word searches. So I would just do those at night. So that was, like, one way I kind of coped with it by, like, getting the, um, uh, what are they called? Thoughts. Thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts. In my yeah, head, like go away. focusing on the words. Yeah, that you're focusing on for. the words and yeah. just like yeah, saying so the word cool. over and over again. Um, that's kind of how I coped mostly, and then also meditating in the mornings and like starting my morning off well, yeah. and so definitely cool. um, blocking her on everything because I yeah. would see see her post stuff, and it involved the situation and what happened, and then I would get upset about it. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to. Like- call her out on this because no it's okay I don't really want to call her out on this and like tell what happened because it's just like it's so relevant and everybody knows um I just don't want to cause anything like that so but yeah go on (laughs) I feel like even like if you broke up with like a boyfriend or girlfriend you should still like block them too because it's like it's like I don't know it feels uncomfortable just seeing them like post stuff like especially if you follow them on Instagram and it's like things on Instagram everything seems perfect so it's like oh they're fine but Mm -hmm. but like I'm over here and I'm not dealing dealing with it well yeah actually I thought of something that I did do that kind of helped but so I'm really into journaling so journaling helped me like I guess what you said like with the word search crossword puzzle things like just getting your thoughts together and like I don't know not I feel like for me I can like get so obsessed like on one thought and just keep thinking over and over about it you know so, like, journaling really helped just, like, get it all out. And then especially, like, falling asleep, like, with what you were saying, it would be hard to fall asleep because I would have so many thoughts just in my mm-hmm. head and yeah. be thinking about her. And, like, maybe if I said something to her that day that wasn't so kind, yeah, it just helped with, to, like, write it out and then just leave that in my journal and then be able to just separate myself from it and go to bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. It's such a good thing to do yeah. for me. Um. I would also do the same thing. Um, I feel like we're also similar, but I would also journal a lot. Um, I still do, honestly, because I still struggle with, like, stress and anxiety. Um, Not really about the situation, but um, for a long, long time, I almost blamed myself for her actions because Mm -hmm. that's something that I do a lot is I will see people's mistakes and somehow put myself in mm-hmm. their situation and be like, well, like, you know, I talked to them that one day. What if I said something wrong and, like, they spiraled or whatever? Yeah. You know, the craziest situations that I just come up with in my head. Yeah. But, like, for me, I was really, really close to her. So I did almost feel as if I didn't help her enough when she was struggling. Mm-hmm. And, like, now I even think about it. But I'm like, she made those decisions herself. I can't blame myself. Um, But for a while, I would, you know, think about that. And I'd stay up all night thinking about it and, like, Mm -hmm. connecting dots that weren't even real, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And I was like, 
you know, like I should have seen the warning signs. I should have helped her. I should have talked to an adult. Um, but I didn't and like, I can't change that. So I would just journal about it as well. Mm-hmm. And I also like will obsess over like specific thoughts. So like, it's all my fault. It's all my fault. It's all my fault would like go over and over in my head. Yeah. So I would like write it down on a piece of paper or like my journal and I would just write it and write it and write it and write it and write it like over itself. So I don't ever have to see it again. Cause it just kind of ends up in a blob mm-hmm. after you write the same words over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, wouldn't have to be reminded of that negative thought that I was having. Um, Another way I coped is, you know, hanging out with Emma, hanging out with some other friends. Yeah. Um, you know, finding what my old best friend gave me that were positive mm-hmm. um, in other people, you yeah. know. Okay, so the next topic is loneliness and, like, kind of, like, how you... <laughs> my dog is <laughs> um, And kind of, like, how you felt after the whole thing happened and I think we like both have oh my gosh all different <laughs> things that we could talk about um but yeah like like did you feel like really lonely or like how were you feeling like like you said kind of like isolated I feel like would be a good word too you could mm-hmm. use yeah so I would definitely say like as I was saying earlier it feels pretty lonely especially like I feel like it depends on like what friend you're losing and like the whole situation because I know like eighth grade freshman year whatever I had a friend who I would say we said we were best friends since we were like three we really weren't (laughs) we weren't though (laughs) and it was like her not being my best friend I didn't really care about I was like whatever it's fine Mm -hmm. it's like we're just friends Mm -hmm. that's fine and Mm -hmm. I don't really care and I didn't really feel lonely or isolated with that but then this past year losing my best friend like that was really hard and I think that like, as you were saying, it's just, you feel like it's your fault, even yeah. though, I mean, I'm sure it's, like, a mixture of, like, everyone's, and you can't blame the other person, but you also can't just yeah. blame yourself, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's what I was doing, and I would just, like, isolate myself, and I would feel like I couldn't talk to anyone if we had, like, a mutual friend, yeah, because, or, like, talk about her to anyone, because I didn't, because I go to a small, super small private school, so, like, I talked to anyone else in my grade, like, about her or what was happening with us, then they would, like, tell her, and everything spreads so fast. Like, if something Mm -hmm. happens in the morning, everyone knows before the end of school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like that, and it's it's horrible. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like it's pretty isolating just losing the one person that you thought you could rely on or that you thought would always be there. Or, like, you say things like, oh, we're going to be friends forever. Like, we're going to stay in touch throughout college mm-hmm. or whatever then yeah. you just end up losing touch and it's pretty I don't know I just feel like it's weird and I feel like you can't really talk about it with other people because it's it's not like a breakup yeah. I mean and it was weird because like as I said like I go to a small school so like if I was like dealing with something I couldn't really talk to people about it mm-hmm. and like if she said something to me earlier then I couldn't tell anyone, even though, like, I'd be in class and keep thinking about it, and it would make me really upset, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell anyone, or, like, we weren't really talking, and a lot of people noticed, because we were always together, and they would come up to me and be like, what's happening with you guys? Like, why aren't you guys talking? Like, did something happen? Mm -hmm. And everyone would make it, like, think some big 
like drama thing happened when in all actuality we were just losing touch but I think that made it worse too because then it felt like our whole grade was like just picking sides of like yeah. oh I like you better oh I like her better so I'm not gonna hang out with you know yeah I totally get that because like in my situation it was like she was the one who was in the wrong so like she lost a lot a lot of friends oh yeah and tons of people were coming to me and being like I heard what she did like I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. um and probably the feeling that I felt the most was empty like I felt like I was missing something and it and it felt like I, I had a lot of trust issues. I was like, if she could do this to me, Audrey could do this to me. <laughs> nah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. But that's, <laughs> I know, right? But, like, that was my mindset. And I was like, yeah. if she could do this to me, like, my boyfriend could do this to me. That kind of thing. So that. it was, like, it was, like, really hard to go through that. Um, and I definitely felt, like, super empty and super, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. I just felt, like, super lost. Yeah, like, super lost without her kind of thing. And, like, it was really, really upsetting. But, yeah. How'd you feel? Um, hmm. Felt almost, like, betrayed, Mm -hmm. to be completely honest. Yeah, no, yeah, that's another feeling. I felt betrayed, too. Yeah, Yeah. like, I don't know. This girl had been there for me for what felt like so long. Um, And I feel like middle school um is like the hardest time for a lot of people it definitely was for me yeah and I had her as a friend and like a rock almost for all that time Mm -hmm. and then for her to kind of just give it all up yeah for things that don't matter at all Mm -mm. um just made me feel really really angry like you said Mm -hmm. I was angry and um I felt betrayed mm-hmm. and I did feel very lonely too. Lonely loneliness was is definitely one of the biggest feelings that I was feeling because I just like you said, felt like, you know, my other half was gone and Yeah. You know, and and she kinda just left me there to be lonely. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's pretty much how I was feeling, and like I was very lucky I had Emma and like some other friends yeah. to help me get through it and to yeah. talk to, and like I talked to my parents about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I didn't feel as if um, I didn't have anyone to talk to, but I still felt extremely lonely and just really sad about it. So yeah, yeah, I think I could definitely relate to just like the feeling like of empty or like using losing your other half mm-hmm. and I think that's just like a similarity between like with breakups to like mm-hmm. with a boyfriend or girlfriend it feels like you're missing something or that you lost something yeah but really I think it I don't know maybe it's just like the idea of them or like you're missing like always having someone that's there for you not like the actual person yeah. per that's se true. but yeah. I don't know because I always I would feel like oh like since she doesn't want to talk to me, then none of my other friends want to talk to me. So then I'm not going to talk to them. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, like it's isolating and you feel empty and you just feel lost without them. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Literally those words Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, and then we can kind of talk about like putting yourself back out there and like, 
kind of talking about how like you reached out to people and you um started to hang out with other people whether you kind of like liked them or not yeah I feel like we definitely talked about this kind of throughout but yeah Yeah. it's super important to do just Mm -hmm. you know I think accepting um what happened is super important too um and that took a really long time for me um I've definitely gotten over it now it's been like a couple years Mm -hmm. but um it was really hard at first and Mm -hmm. like you said I had some trust issues and I was like you know if I put myself out there to make new friends you know what if they do this to me again like that would suck like I hated Mm -hmm. what happened yeah um But, you know, I kind of pushed through those feelings and those thoughts, and I really just tried to, you know, talk to other people while also focusing on accepting what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I would just say, like, if you've already, if you already had other friends, try to get closer to them because, you know, obviously you were friends with them for a reason. Um, You liked spending time with them and maybe, you know, work on getting closer with other people who um don't have the same bad qualities that you know your ex-friend did so yeah that's like my advice and what I did yeah and I also think like you have to go through like every single aspect of the situation like it was almost like for me at least this experience happened and then I had to go through like almost like the consequences of her doing that and like what she did to me, I had to go kind of through it. Um, like seeing pictures on Instagram or like having a class with her or seeing her out in public. Like I had to go through all those like little anxiety things mm-hmm. to like accept the situation and get over the situation. And so I can get think, more used to it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was hard for me to do that because it was so normal for me to be around her and be comfortable with her. And then after she did this, I viewed her as a completely different person. And mm-hmm. I just, I, like, my body was treating her like she was, um, like, a threat to me. And I, I was literally going in, like, flight or fight mode um, whenever I would see her. So it was giving me so much anxiety. And so I think going through those emotions and actually putting yourself kind of back out there and, like, going out in public and seeing her and going through all that, and accepting it, then I think you're really able to be able to find new friends, make those connections again after you after you've accepted everything. Oh yeah, I yeah, agree. yeah. I think what both of you guys said is really true, and especially Audrey, what you were saying, just like about I guess reaching out to friends that maybe you lost touch with yeah. in the past. Because I know for me, like what I was saying when I was friends with her, it was pretty much like I was only with her and. Mm-hmm. I was only really friends with her. I only really hung out with her. So, like, just this past year, hanging out with, like, or this summer or whatever, hanging out with some of my friends that maybe I've lost touch with mm-hmm. or hadn't been, like, really giving them the attention they deserved, like, and wasn't really treating them, like, like as my friends or hanging yeah. out with them. So I think especially this summer I made an effort just to reach out or to hang out with people or at least, like, FaceTime them, text mm-hmm. them, like, this summer, I know I texted multiple pe- multiple people just, like, throughout the summer. Just being like, hey, like, what's up? Like, what have you been doing? I know we haven't talked in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss you or, like, whatever. Yeah. And also, I think it's important, to what you guys were saying. Just, like, you have to see, like, the bigger picture out of everything. And I definitely think, like, 
the end of like a friendship or a breakup or something, it can make you see the person totally different, but it's yeah. like, they're still the same person. It's just, they did something that was really hurtful or maybe that was out of character for them, or maybe it wasn't. I mean, maybe you, you didn't know exactly who they were or maybe whatever, but I feel yeah. like they're still the same person and it's just, we have to, you don't technically have to like forget like what they did. Like, of course you shouldn't and you should yeah. remember that, but you should at least forgive them and give them like treatment because maybe they messed up. Maybe there was something going on in their life that they weren't talking about to you or maybe like they were struggling with their mental health or had like a family issue or like something that they were dealing with that they didn't feel they were comfortable with and Mm -hmm. just like that influenced their actions that would be normally out of character. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's good that you said that because I think that's also something that we didn't really touch on, like forgiving them and -hmm. like accepting it. Yeah. Um, So I think it's really good that you said that and like saying that like, even though you might think that they're a different person, they're not, and they're the same person. Um, and I think I think that's really good that you added that. Um, I really liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one more thing, like going along with forgiving people. Um, you know, like for me, I uh, said like I blamed myself for a lot of what this girl went through, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely think I needed to forgive myself and, you know, just be like, you know, you did the best you could at the time. Maybe now you would have done something different It was if it was happening um, in the present, mm-hmm. but it happened in the past, and, you know, I didn't do what I would have done now, and that's okay because, you know, I've evolved as a person, and, um, you know, the fact that I can think that and I can be like, you know, I should do this just like, um, prepares me for any other time something like this happens. You know, I went through that thing in eighth grade freshman year, so I could be a stronger person and, you know, be able to help my friends now. Yeah, for sure. Friends come and go and that's okay. And if you lose a friend, it's not a big thing to worry about. And I feel like everything in life, it's, it has a purpose. Like, gonna teach you a lesson or like for you guys like you already had to go through your friend breakup so you could help Emma later on go through hers it's like everything has like a purpose or something like so you guys could help each other yeah we definitely go by the saying like everything happens for a reason so yes yeah for sure I like how you said that um yeah I think that's really it yeah so Thank you so much for yes. doing this with us. We really oh my appreciate gosh, of it. Yeah. I was so excited when you guys asked. I know. Yeah. Yeah. This was right. so much fun. And thank you for being like so cool about it and so open and honest mm-hmm. with us. Oh yeah. We really course. appreciate that and we hope you enjoyed. Awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. This is Emma, Audrey, and Carmen. Yeah. Signing off. <laughs> Bye. 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 This morning. Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25 because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC. This morning... Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25. 
Because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC.